Welcome to Amici, News and Insights from the New York Courts. I'm John Carr. The Office of Court Administration recently extended an invitation to the court family to come together for a retirement party to celebrate the career of a, quote, true gentleman, close quote. That true gentleman is Jeff Carucci, the statewide coordinator of e-filing. Jeff was one of the first guests on the Amici program when it launched about eight years ago, and in today's program, we're honored to have one more chance to chat with a man who has done so much to make electronic filing both the present and the future of the New York courts. So it's my distinct pleasure to welcome to the program, once again, a true gentleman, Jeff Carucci. Jeff, thanks for coming back. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's get into you. I know a little bit about you. I know you've worked for the courts since 1985. I know you were previously the first deputy chief clerk for the New York County Supreme Court. I know you work hand-in-hand with our DOT, the Division of Technology. And I know county clerks, judges, court staff, attorneys, and the general public rely on you for training in the use of our newer systems. And I know you are the recipient of at least a couple very prestigious awards, the Bernard Botin Award from the New York City Bar Association, and an Impact Award from my former employer, the New York Law Journal. But the uh, reporter in me tells me there's more to this story. So so tell me about Jeff Carucci. Where did you grow up? Who were your early role models? <laughs> so, uh, John, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, uh, two sisters, one older, one younger. And I, I guess I have to say my role models were really my parents. Uh, my mom... Um, at a very young age, had polio and was handicapped um, all of our life. Um, she spent a lot of my adult life in a wheelchair. And um, even with those limitations, my mom was uh, able to raise a family. And my dad, a very hard worker, um, come home from work and cared for my mom um, till the day she passed very too young. Of an age. So I think I'd have to say my role model is my dad and my mom. Um, hardworking and, and caring is uh, was uh, really built into me when I was uh, young. How could you possibly ask for better role models than that? <laughs> so what was it your goal as a little kid to someday work for the unified court system and run the e-filing <laughs> program? <laughs> is, that, is that what you said when you went around the classroom and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't actually remember what I wanted to be. I don't I don't think I knew what the court system was at that point, um, but I, 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 when I was a kid, I, I liked uh, doing things like uh, taking things apart, putting them back together, and um, maybe, maybe that was a, kind of a prerequisite for uh, what we did with the, with the e-filing system and, and the uh, filing process of the courts in general, but um, I never, never really thought about uh, that much uh, when I was young. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Um, actually, uh, Went to a trade school, um, air conditioning and heating and air conditioning. Um, had a little bit of college, but then um, jumped into the workforce early in my 20s. So, and this is my, uh, how did a nice guy like you end up in a place like this question? But how and when did you happen to find a career in the courts? Where, where I, I'm not sure you, you found your aspiration of taking things apart and putting, putting them together again, but maybe you did. <laughs> well, I, get, I, I think like many um at a young age, you take a civil service tests and maybe don't even realize what tests they were. That was the, uh, the what 
happened to me, actually. I When I got called for, I took the court of the test as well, as well as police department and all those civil service tests. And when I got called to, to be a court officer, um, didn't remember even which test it was or what the job was, but I, I do remember talking to um, someone I was working with at that point who was a retired police officer and said, uh, you'd be a fool not to take that job. And so uh, I guess they owe it to them uh, to, to, that I that I did go uh, when I got called. I think it was maybe the second time I was called for the job, but I, but I did go to take the position. What was that initial job? Um, so this job was a court officer in uh, 1985 uh, uh, for New York City Civil Court, where I met my beautiful wife, actually. And um, it, it, I was in the civil court and um, lower civil court. And then I became an SEO. Um, I advanced through the clerk ranks, um, clerk one, two, three, uh, and uh, eventually as a director here, here at the Office of the Court Administration. So uh, I guess it was a good decision to take that, take that job. How did, you, how did you segue from that into the e-filing game? So when I was a clerk at 60th Center Street, New York, New York Supreme Court, um, there was a new thing uh, coming into play called e-filing, and we were all uh, called to the Office of the Court Administration to see this new program. Um, about a month or so later, it came to New York County Commercial Division. And honestly, um, it was something new. Nobody wanted to get involved in it. Nobody liked change. And it kind of fell on my lap. And I and I, I guess you could say I picked up the ball and I, uh, I, I moved it down the, moved it down the field. Um, it, it was something that it was not planned, um, but we were able to evolve it because of the busyness of New York County uh, and the practice there, uh, especially on the commercial side. Let's back up and define what we're talking about. What is e-filing? E-filing is uh, not only filing, but filing and service of documents uh, into the court um, by parties. So um, whether they be attorneys or unrepresented litigants, unrepresented litigants, it's a way of doing exactly what you would do in paper. Uh, in paper, you would go to the court, uh, pay your fees, get it stamped, go out and, and, and serve your documents. Uh, subsequent documents would have to be served by different methods. Uh, what e-filing does is simplify that whole process. It allows the person to do it all from their remote location, uh, uploading documents in PDF format, and even serving, once parties uh, are participating, even serving. So it saves a lot of time, uh, money, and much, much space in the courts. Now, we've been doing this, the New York Courts Electronic Filing Program, or, or NYSEF. We've been doing this on an experimental basis for uh, nearly 25 years. So bring us up to date. Uh, how many cases have been filed? How many documents have been filed? How many courts are online in this experiment? Yes, this experiment continues. Uh, the uh, to date, there are almost five million cases that Holy have been cow. electronically. Um, we have over uh, just about sixty million documents, inclusive of those cases. Sixty-one of the sixty-two Supreme Civil Courts. We have one county that we're hopeful we can get on board soon. Uh, Sixty-two of the surrogate courts for all e-filing uh, in New York City. The housing court. No fault matters, 325D matters, the 
Court of Claims and all four appellate divisions are e-filing. Um, it's a lot of courts. Uh, we also are now starting pilot, we have started a pilot program in New York City Family Court in Manhattan, and we're expanding, we're expanding that to four other courts uh, very soon, I think, right before I, I uh, leave my tenure here. What is the impediment to making this a permanent thing rather than an experiment, and what is the impediment to getting it in every single court in the state? Unfortunately, the impediment is uh, legislation. A um, long time ago, our legislation uh, dictated what courts and case types can be authorized. In 2015, there was significant legislation that allowed the chief administrative judge to expand e-filing as uh, they saw needed, but it's still limited what case types and, and what courts, more specifically, what courts can be e-filed. Um, so there are some case types that are only limited to consensual, and again, more importantly, there are courts that we do not have authorization to expand e-filing into, unfortunately. So base bottom line is it's not our decision. That's correct. It's, uh, it's, uh, it comes from the legislation, and then the chief administrative judge uh, expands it pursuant to administrative order, but that authorization is legislative. And then the chief administrative judge implements the legislation, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Is there any drawback to, to universal e-filing? Honestly, um, I see no drawback, especially uh, since when the legislation and the rules were created and, and the statutes has changed, um, they specifically have safeguards against uh, for, for unrepresented or self-represented individuals they don't need to participate. So a self-represented individual simply can continue to file a paper. And even an attorney who doesn't have the proper equipment or the knowledge to operate equipment or the knowledge to e-file can opt out. So, you know, with those safeguards, I can't, I honestly cannot see any, any um, drawback for uh, expanding e-filing statewide. So we would always have the option of filing in the conventional manner, and we would not be requiring people to go out and buy a computer or something. Correct. That's correct. Okay. Now, the pandemic must have really changed the game. How so? Yeah, unfortunately, as, as I say, sometimes, you know, it took a pandemic uh, sometimes to see uh, the benefits of uh, e-filing, digital operations, digital signatures, uh, virtual operations, um, I have to say the court did take quick action during that time to implement, and Judge, Judge Marks um, implemented administrative orders that he could implement on the legislation, expanding e-filing to all courts that may uh, that were permitted to e-file uh, at that time. So there was administrative orders signed at that time. And we also created a, um, a system called the Electronic Document Delivery System, uh, EDDS, some call it EDS, which is a delivery system uh, still in effect today, which allows the secure transfer of documents for courts that are not e-filing. So uh, if a court is not authorized to e-filing, still use EDDS. And just some more numbers, EDDS to date, uh, since May of 2020, has transmitted over 2 million documents. Uh, so which is really, I think that's evidence that the time to allow e-filing statewide is is Honestly, it's past. I think the pandemic forced us to do a lot of things that maybe we should have been doing anyhow. Yeah, that's a true statement. That's for sure. 
So going uh, forward, what, what is your number one piece of advice, your number one recommendation for your successor? I think, I think the most important thing is to listen, listen and, and hear the people who are using, uh, who are operating in the systems, who are using the systems, both the, the bar, the unrepresented, and the court. Um, we honestly did not modify or upgrade our system until we went out to the courts all over the state and found out what they're doing. Uh, if you don't know what the persons are doing in the court in, in a paper filing, um, how can you build anything electronic? And so I would say, uh, listen to the people who are doing the work, try and make the changes to accommodate those people and um, ask questions because uh, that's, that's what we did and that's how it's evolved. One of the things that intrigues me, you know, for a couple of reasons about employment in the court system is I think a lot of people on the outside would think we're a bunch of lawyers and judges and uh, clerks. Um, but you, you came into this with little or no knowledge of what e-filing meant, and you've become uh, one of our, our high-level managers with, without a law degree, without uh, being elected or appointed to a judgeship. Yeah, I, I think it has a lot to say about, again, experience and just learning learning the job. You, you, can, you can learn a lot from watching the many, many people over the 30, uh, almost 38 years that have been in the court system, I learned a lot from sitting next to experienced clerks, judges, chief clerks, and um, taking that knowledge and just moving on and, and giving it to others. Um, I think um, that really, you can't learn that elsewhere. So um, what do you do in your free time? What do you do for fun? <laughs> well, I don't have much free time right now. Um, some say my fun is uh, e-filing and talking to some of my, my staff here. Uh, they, I, they think I'm a little over-enthusiastic about it, but um, the phrase they use is uh, uh, drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, but um, <laughs> I have a great staff, Mala, so you mentioned that. And, you know, I couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. The court system couldn't do it without the staff that I have here. And we've been able to build a terrific, terrific staff. Um, and although I love everything I do, a large part of my career, I, I, I look forward to watching it uh, in my rearview mirror in the future, I think. Um, any free time I have now, I spend with my family, my wife, my children, and, and friends. And so I think uh, that's it's pretty much, um, I, I have a couple of hobbies, and uh, I look forward to being able to spend more time with them. What about hobbies? You mentioned hobbies. Well, I, 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 um, I dabble on the piano. It's a hobby of mine. Um, and of course, uh, um, when I can, I'd love to fish and uh, have some old golf clubs. I'll, I'll dust off, I'm sure, in retirement as well. So uh, I think I'll be able to keep busy. Jeff, thanks for all you've done for the court system and the people of the state of New York. And I know I speak for all of our colleagues and wishing you good health and good cheer as you go, go forward to retirement. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you. My thanks to everyone. It truly is a team effort, and um, we have a great team here, so this, this will continue.